What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure you check out aducsports.com slash Dallas. There are plenty of Cowboys articles up there. Make sure you check those out. And tonight on the show, we will discuss some of the Cowboys' biggest fears heading into the 2022 NFL season, some of our major concerns. And as I said at the beginning of the stream, this is not meant to be a negative episode necessarily. It's more about reviewing where the Cowboys are at. Now, before we start with that topic, I, I do feel like we believe uh, that we should start with the latest news out of Dallas. And we were excited about mandatory minicamp. We were excited about getting three days worth of reporting uh, from some of the key Cowboys reporters, learning about the team, learning where they're lining up and all of that. Turns out we're only getting one of those three days because the Cowboys canceled today's practice. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I wanted to get this out of the way. Uh, the Cowboys canceled Wednesday's practice. They went to Top Golf to have some fun. So that was a team bonding activity based on social media accounts by the Cowboys players. I like that. I'm not against that. You know, if you want to go and try uh, having some fun with the team for them to bond, I'm all in for that. I don't think that's a negative thing. They also canceled Thursday's minicamp practice. So I will open it up for the chat over there at Facebook and YouTube. So you can let me know what's one word to describe the Cowboys canceling the two of three minicamp practices. They're only getting one, so they will pack their bikes, they will go home, and they will report again on Oxnard in July 25th for what's next in their preparation. So in other words, the Cowboys are done with their offseason uh, program. When they report back onto the field, they will be ready for the preseason. And I know that some people were, were outraged about canceling the two practices. I am really not on that boat. I am not outraged about it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Wick Sasamo wrote, that's his one word, hit for MJ. And the hit is the answer for Gregory as well. Mid says his pace, Matt. <laughs> We've got inflation by Toxic Tom over here. So they went to go play putt, <laughs> play putt, putt, and call it quits as Briz got the use. Whack, says Home915. So I believe that whack is a word that the content creator in me would say. Party poopers is a word for Ryan Doyle. That's the content creator in me, right? Because, you know, what are we going to talk about now? And all kidding aside, We'll figure that out, believe me. We, we have a lot to talk about on the uh, upcoming weeks here on the show. But it would have been cooler to hear about some of the stuff that goes on at practice. However, that being said, I think it's odd. That would be my word. I was not expecting that. I was looking through some of the other teams, reporters. And I don't believe this is common for a team to practice two out of three minicamp practices. So I was weirded out by it, honestly. I don't think it will affect the Cowboys very much. I don't think that once the team, uh, you know, 
struggles or doesn't struggle, whatever it turns out to be in the postseason in 2022, it won't be because of their minicamp practices. It won't be because of that. So I believe it was odd at the very least. Now, I will say that some people have suggested on social media that it might have to do with them just getting their installation done in the first day. Even then, I am I find it a little bit weird, right? Ninja says, how hot is in El Paso right now? I am about a four-hour drive away from El Paso, and it is hot. It is pretty, pretty hot. Let me tell you where I live, where we at, because... It is, um, we, we use degrees Celsius over here, so I always need to go with the, <laughs> with the conversion. We're at 104 Fahrenheit degrees, so there you go. Ryan Doyle says, Mo, this is your chance to get a private workout and show your skills as a gunner on special teams. I don't know if Ryan just randomly suggested gunner on special teams or if he is low-key making fun of me. For that one time that I shared that I was injured and I tore my ACL playing gunner on special teams when I was in high school. All kidding aside, uh, it might be that opportunity, Ryan, that we were looking for. Uh, shout out to Alex watching over there at Facebook. Alex Sanchez says, do you think it's a good idea to cancel two practices for the new guys? I would have rather them have the practice, but I don't... Uh, I don't think it's necessarily bad. It might be because of a lot of factors, like some people have suggested the heat maybe, and, you know, injuries potentially, even though they have not disclosed anything publicly as the reason why they canceled it. And also Toxic Tom, for example, says, uh, Mo, serious question, how bad does this team really want it? And I think that whatever your answer is for that question, I don't think not having uh, the two days of minicamp practice changed that. But that's just me. Anyways, you're updated now. That's what happened in minicamp today. So no more practices for the Cowboys until training camp. Now, that concludes their offseason program. And Shane Carter over there at Twitter put out a question that I believe was very interesting. He tweeted out, what are your biggest fears right now for the Cowboys? And he tweeted a list of his own, but it got me thinking. And that's a question that I have for you guys tonight. Maybe a little bit more of, of a deep question tonight. What is your biggest fear right now for the 2022 Cowboys or your biggest concern? What is it? Like if you're sitting here in Yun, the middle of Yun, literally the middle of Yun, what is your biggest fear? What is your biggest concern? And my answer for Chain Carter, and I invite you to give me yours in the comments, was Jalen Tolbert. Not Jalen Tolbert, the, you know, not that I don't believe in Jalen Tolbert. You guys know this better than anyone. I believe this was the best pick in terms of value for the Cowboys in the NFL draft. If you guys caught the day two draft stream that Skywalker Steel and I put together on this channel, you guys know that I was pretty excited when they got Tolbert. 
And actually, Sky asked me, when the Cowboys were on the clock, who would you like to be? Uh, who would you like it to be? And I said, Jalen Tolbert, even though I believe they were going to go another route. They ended up taking Jalen Tolbert. I'm super excited about it. But I am a little bit concerned that maybe they're we're a little bit complacent in building the Cowboys wide receiver room beyond CeeDee Lamb. So, all right, we know that they got rid of Mark Cooper, whatever. They're expecting CeeDee Lamb to rise as the number one guy on the team. Even though I like Tamari Cooper, like I can live with that bet. If you think that CeeDee Lamb can take that next step, I believe you. Let's go. Let's go get it, right? However, with Michael Gallup sidelined for multiple weeks, and that's the expectation right now, I do wonder if they are a little bit too reliant on a third-round rookie producing right away. And once again, let me be very clear on this. I am all in for Jalen Tolbert. Best case scenario, he produces right out of the gate. He produces as a vertical threat as well. And Dak Prescott elevates Tolbert's level of play. That's the best case scenario. But I also will acknowledge that the risk is big enough for the Cowboys to be in trouble if Tolbert doesn't adapt immediately. Because are we that confident on James Washington? Are we that confident on, you know, Simi Fihoko, TJ Basher, Noel Brown? I believe the answer to that is no. We're not that comfortable with them starting for the Cowboys. So at least for the first few weeks of the season, it seems like it's Jalen Tolbert or nothing in Dallas. That was my answer to Shane Carter's biggest fierce tweet let's see some of your answers here in the show and we have we actually have Shane Carter here on the show by the way shout out to Shane he says that's a legit fear we don't know when Gallup will be back or who else besides Lamb will step up I agree with that I agree with that now let's see some of your comments here Ryan says left tackle Tyron Smith and right tackle Terrence Steele they hold the two key positions from Dak not getting crushed and the hopes and dreams over, says Ryan. Now, you know, with the hopes and dreams there, maybe we got a little bit intense, but I agree with Ryan. And actually, that was one of mine as well. Even more so, because respect to Zach Martin, but Tyler Vyadish and Tyler Smith at left guard are not like the best interior unit in the NFL, right? There are enough question marks there to also have some question marks at tackle. Now, Tyron Smith, it's all about health, at least for me. As long as he's healthy, I don't have a doubt in his abilities. Even at his age, even at this stage of his career, with him not being in his prime, Tyron Smith can still play some grown-ass football. He, he really can't do it. I have no doubts about that, but I'm also concerned about the health of him. So, I think that's a legit fear. Let's see some of your other questions here, answers here. Uh, Lunatic says defenses have figured out Kellen Moore and his play calling. Legit fear as well. Injury for MJ. Uh, let's see. That they haven't learned, says Toxic Tom, a damn thing and will continue to make the same mistakes. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Defensive regression for Bruce. This is a big one. This is a big one for the Cowboys in 2022. I know we're excited about the defense. I know we love what Dan Quinn did last year with Michael Parsons, Trevon Diggs, and all of that. But defensive regression statistically exists in the league. It's not easy for a defense to keep being successful from year to year 
that will be a big topic for the Cowboys this season. Uh, let's see. Tino Santiago says, I think we will be fine with Tolbert and Washington and Pollard being our Swiss army knife. Gilbert says a key player getting hurt. That's his major concern. Ninja says Amari played through injury. He wasn't soft. He sometimes disappeared, sure, but that's silly to think they won't miss his abilities. And I agree with Ninja. And let me uh, be clear because earlier I said that, all right, I can see that bet. I can agree with it. Let's go. I hated the Cowboys getting rid of Amari Cooper. But what I wanted to be clear on is that when I talk about not being sure about how the Cowboys build this wide receiver corps, I'm looking more at the depth, right? Wide receiver two and beyond that. But I agree with Ninja that Amari Cooper will be missed for sure. And for all of the people that, you know, like to maybe criticize Amari Cooper for being hurt, I always pointed out that, you know, he was hurt, but he played. And he played through injury, as, as Ninja was saying. We will miss uh, Amari Cooper. I agree with him on that. Uh, let's see. Joe says, would you like to see Dak run with the ball more? And we actually touched on this last night. And my answer was a resounding yes. I'm all in for that. Now, reporters and beat writers kind of downplayed it this morning. They said that maybe the Cowboys meant, uh, you know, that Prescott was going to be more efficient with it. But also give me the designed runs. Give me the designed rollouts. Put Dak Prescott in a position to succeed. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Some of your uh, biggest concerns. Offensive line has got to be one of them. And in specific, Terrence Steele. Are the Cowboys maybe putting too much trust in Terrence Steele? And shout out to John Owning from PFF because he put out a very valid question on social media. He said, I wonder how, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm wondering how Cowboys Nation will react to Terrence Steele when the expectations for him are for him to play well. Because part of the excitement around Terrence Steele in 2021 was also about the fact that we thought that Terrence Steele sucked at football after his rookie year. Now, he was an undrafted free agent thrown to the Wolves as a rookie, but it's difficult to take off a picture of a player like the one that we had from Steele after 2020. So there is some validity to John's, John's question there. Now the expectations are for him to play well. How will the fan base react to his level of play if it's, let's assume, better than average, right? But not that great. The Cowboys trust Clearly, they trust Terrence Steele. Will he continue to develop? Will the progression be still be, be there? Or will he actually, you know, suffer from some level of regression? I'm concerned about that. Uh, even more so because we know that they could have had Lyle Collins at the position. Uh, Marcus Musher pointed out his pressures allowed. Uh, 17 of them from left tackle out of 340 snaps. And that's compared to only 14 at right tackle. So clearly a better performance at right tackle by Terrence Steele. He allowed pressures on 5% of the snaps at left tackle. And he allowed pressures in only half of that 
on the right side. And speaking of that, the Cowboys might not have a swing tackle from what we've learned in OTAs and mandatory minicamp because it feels like Josh Ball and Matt Oletsko will be assigned one side of the offensive line and maybe the Cowboys will stop playing the swing tackle game, which is maybe so uh, surprising because of the way the, the NFL handles the position plenty of times. Still was better than Collins, Marvin Jenkins. I will tell you what, I disagree, and I disagree strongly with that. And I don't want it to sound like I'm hating on Trent Steele because, hey, respect to him. He played great. Let me block some people here. And I know that uh, we've got mods already here on the show. So if you have mod powers, go for it and do your thing. Shout out to you. Uh, I have a thing that if I think that if we watch the tape, I think it's a pretty difficult case to make that Terence still played better than Lyle Collins. Now, if we want to look at it uh, beyond the level of play, because maybe the Cowboys coaches were not uh, trusting Lyle Collins anymore after the off-the-field problems that he had and all of that, that's a fair discussion to have. I do not think that you can give it to Terrence Steele as a better lineman than, than Terrence Steele. That's just me. Or maybe the Cowboys, of course, look at the upside and believe that much in Terrence Steele. That's also valid. But as of right now, I think that Collins was a better lineman. Mo <laughs> Gregory saying, Mo, there is your new sponsor. <laughs> Chill, Gregory. Chill. <laughs> Mo has fans from any part of the globe, says Ryan. Uh, John says, I'm still not a big fan of Steel. And yes, he's gotten better, but a question mark. Yeah, Trent Steel, hey, it's fair to say he's a question mark. And that's one of my biggest fears for the season, for sure. Is Terence a man of Steel, says Ryan Doyle. I will tell you what, he does have a touchdown, right? He does have a touchdown in the league at the highest level. So it's weird. It's weird, the, the whole thing at, at the, the offensive line, because on the one hand, you can see how you could reach the, the optimist path at the offensive line. Like, you can look at the unit and make a strong case for it, right? That, that even if Tyrant Smith misses three games, you still have one of the best tackles in the league. Zach Martin the best player on the team, probably. Uh, Terence Steele could man the right tackle position like he did at some points last year. And then you can trust in Tyler Smith and Tyler Viadish to get it done on the inside. But also, you can look at it and have concerns about four out of the five projected starting linemen for the Cowboys. And of course, the one guy that you have no concerns about is Zach Mark, because that guy, it continues to be amazing and he continues to be an elite player. So there you go. Those would be my major concerns before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, as we do about this time every Wednesday, what is your one cool thing of the week? Remember, this can be a personal thing. This can be a professional thing. Whatever you want it to be, this is our feel-good space of the week. Before we get out of here, what is your one cool thing of the week? Michael says, Mo, if Steel is average, what is our record? 
in my predictions for the record, I've been leaning towards 11 wins. So that would be the over because the sports books have the Cowboys at 10 and a half projected wins. I am taking this light over there more as a fade on the Eagles and as a bet on the Cowboys. Relatively easy schedule. Now, there are no easy rivals in the NFL, but there are easier schedules. Uh, so what's your one cool thing? Gregory says, I have air conditioning. So there you go. That definitely is a one cool thing of the week. Three-year anniversary with my wife today, says Toxic Tom. She made me type this is Toxic Tom. We'll pretend that, that you know, it was your idea, Michael. We'll pretend that it was your idea and... You know, congratulations on that three-year anniversary with your wife. That's amazing. That's actually a pretty amazing thing. Uh, one cool thing, says Bruce, at least we've got cap space. <laughs> uh, MJ says, my one cool thing this week is uh, you on the air every day. Shout out to MJ. I appreciate that. I love weeds. I got a free burger from Burger King. My one cool thing is my family. This is Joe watching from Italy. My one cool thing is that tomorrow... Uh, and we're still a little bit of, uh, away from graduation because it will not happen until June the 25th, the ceremony at least. But my one cool thing is that tomorrow I will hand out my last delivery for college. And after that, I will just wash my hands and be done with school for the long term. So there you go. That's my one cool thing. Uh, finally, the moment that I thought would never get here. <laughs> The Texas Rangers doing better these years is Michael. Mike Riso says, my son Evan is a kind-hearted, great young man. Shout out to Mike. That's amazing. Let's see. Let's see. Lumen, one cool thing of the week. I'm here. There you go. There you go. Finally got my tax return back today for Ryan. You know, I always like the one cool thing segment because I believe like, you know, we always get this uh, feel-good space. And thank you. Thank you for your for your congratulations and for your messages on the college thing. Uh, Toxic Tom says, oh, Mo, it's like when Tano's got the last tone. Incredible. Yeah. Now I can see, what, what, what's the quote like? Now I can see the sunrise, right? <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the show. Tomorrow night, we'll close the primetime week out in style. So make sure you tune in. And thank you guys, as always, for joining the show. Smash the like button, share the stream. You can also catch the podcast after the show's stream live. And that goes for Skywalker Steel's morning show and for the primetime show. So without any further ado, I will let you get on with your day. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.